0: How you? You ready for some guitar picking? Now, I'm not talking just any old guitar picking. I'm talking finger-style guitar picking. Yes, those players are few and far between, but we've got one of them. On the Zoom line today, he is Mr. Parker Hastings. And if that name doesn't sound familiar, well, we're going to change that over the next hour or so. He is a two-time Thumb Picker of the Year Award winner. That distinction was honored by the National Thumb Pickers Hall of Fame. He has been playing guitar ever since he was six years old. He is currently a student at Belmont University, and he already has two albums under his belt. How about that? We'll find out much, much more about him and hear a sample of his tunage right here, right now, with a fit for every taste. Precious time is not to waste. From Calvert City to Cairo, Clinton to Clay, when you thank the bluegrass, by golly you best be thinking of Blabbit in the Bluegrass, as we thoughtfully and wholeheartedly explore and celebrate all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore here at The Sensational, and very spring-like North Quail Motel in beautiful Henderson KY. And I am so thrilled to welcome Mr. Parker Hastings to the show today. I discovered Parker one night while I was up late watching the Wood Songs Old Time Radio Hour with Michael Jonathan on K.E.T. By the way, I did have Michael Jonathan as a special guest on the show not long ago. So if you missed that episode, go back in the archives. I guarantee you won't regret it. He was a great guest. And uh, all of my shows are on the Blabbin' in the Bluegrass Facebook page, as well as Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Verbal. You can also uh, just go to the website there, type in Blabbin' in the Bluegrass into a a Google search engine, and you will uh, find the podcast page there, and you can access it. That way as well, so plenty of ways for you to hear Michael as well as all of the other splendid guests that I've had on the program But anyhow uh, Michael Jonathan's rule on wood songs is you don't have to be famous to be on wood songs You just have to be very very good. Well Parker Hastings is certainly very, very good, and he's well on his way to being famous. In fact, he already is famous in in certain circles, uh, in part because of the uh, many awards that he's already won at such a young age. He's, uh, like we said, the two-time recipient of the Thumb Picker of the Year Award, as given by the uh, National Thumb Pickers Hall of Fame. He has also won Recording of the Year from the Thumb Pickers Hall of Fame for a couple of selections that have come out of his arsenal. So plenty to be proud of as well as uh, on his way to getting a degree from Belmont University, which is an excellent, excellent music school. We'll find out more about what he's studying, his musical experience, the connections he's made down there. And like I said, we'll hear a couple of his beautiful songs and his guitar picking is just second to none. There's no other way to put it. So, stand by right where you are. Parker Hastings is coming our way momentarily. But before we get to Parker, I have for you another Bluegrass brainbuster. We try to do one of these at the beginning of every program, so we'll give you the question now. You can think about it while you listen to Parker and his guitar music. I tell you, that's good brain music, that guitar picking now, so (laughs) that'll really get the wheels spinning once that comes on. Then we will have the answer to the Bluegrass Brain Buster at the end of today's show. So, without further ado, here it is. You know, very early on in Louisville's history, it was given a nickname that it could have done without. Now don't worry, this nickname has not been applicable in many, many years, but I want to know what was this less than admirable nickname? Again, very early on in Louisville's history, it was given a nickname that it could have done without. Now this has not been applicable. This nickname has not been applicable in many, many years, but I want to know What was this nickname that Louisville was given in the early years of the city's history? So, you think on that, and we will enlighten you in the program's final segment. Good luck! Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. Well, today we are privileged to have a wonderful musician with us from the great state of Kentucky. He currently resides in Nashville. He is on the verge of graduating from Belmont University down there. He is a native of Central Kentucky. I first discovered him, uh, as I told you folks, on the WoodSongs Song's All-Time Radio Hour with uh, Michael Jonathan, and he's already got two albums under his belt, and he's won countless awards, including the uh, two-time recipient of the Thumb Picker of the year award as given by the uh, national thumb pickers hall of fame now you know that does not happen by accident so here to gab with us about his background and play some of his uh, great guitar tunes for us two of them to be exact let's make welcome mr parker hastings
1: hey thank you
0: thank you thanks for having me on
1: well, <laughs> podcast.
0: Excited to be here. Well, thank you for coming on, sir. It is always a privilege to welcome talented musicians like yourself. And uh, you are graduating, you told me, not this Saturday, but uh, next Saturday, May the 7th from uh, yes. Belmont there. And that's uh, quite a milestone. Now, do you, uh, do you stay in a dorm or do you stay off campus?
1: I do actually stay in a dorm. I'm actually in my apartment
0: right now. Um,
1: I'm actually an RA here on campus, resident assistant. Um, Oh, you're an RA. Yeah, going on my third year, and we're actually today, with it being um, dead day here on campus, we're actually doing some of our closing tasks to close the apartments down,
0: so. I see, so, you know, in the midst of this podcast, you're helping people check out and all that fun stuff. Exactly, exactly. I remember those. things. I went to school uh, about an hour up the road from you there, Parker at Western oh, in Bowling yeah. Green, I, and uh, <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed my my dorm life there. I was never an RA, but uh, I made friends with uh, several of my RA. So definitely kudos to the work that they do. But anyway, you're um, you're a native of Central Kentucky, is it? That's Richmond area, correct? Yes. Yes,
1: I I was not uh, I was not born in Richmond, but uh, my family and I moved there when I was about four months old. So Richmond is pretty much all I've ever known, and uh, it's it's where I call home.
0: Yeah, it's all you remember. Where where were you born? Just out of curiosity. I was born up in Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis, okay. Um, yeah, my you. parents
1: are both uh, Purdue graduates, and they uh, they lived up in Indiana for a while after they got married, and then they had me and. Uh, and then my mom's job relocated us when I was just a young little guy, like I said,
0: four months old, and uh, we moved down to Kentucky. So. I see. So you moved below the Mason-Dixon line when you were <laughs> four months old. Well, right. that's right. good stuff, and, and here you are in Nashville. But uh, anyway, Parker, music has been uh, a big part of your life since uh, practically day one. I know you began playing guitar at uh, the age of six so uh as a youngster in central kentucky there parker what was the the music that you were typically listening to on the radio sir oh my
1: gosh well you know i i was born in 2000 so i loved and still love to this day 2000s country um We'd listen to that in the radio uh, on the radio if we were in the car. Music was always playing in the house from an early age. Um, neither one of my parents, I, I will say, neither one of my parents are musicians, but they are music lovers. And they were taking me to concerts. They were taking me everywhere that they could to just expose me to all kinds of different music. In fact, they took me to my first concert when I was just shy of two years old. And we went to Renfro Valley. Um, ah, and we saw Brad Paisley in concert. And keep in mind, this was early two thousand, So this was kind of right around the time just before he really had, had taken off. He was finding his stride at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my mom and dad weren't exactly sure how I was going to react to the show, um, being how it was my first concert. So they got the last two seats in the very back row of the auditorium. And how the story goes is they tell me that you know, the lights came down and whatnot. And I was standing up on my dad's knees um, oh. and watching and taking everything in. And uh, the first song started and they said that my foot was tapping. He could feel my foot tapping the whole time. My mom, she looked over and saw my foot tapping and she's like, tapped my dad and said, Hey, look, his, look at his foot. And my dad said, I know I feel it. <laughs> so, that was kind of the very first um, moment where I, got to see a live concert and just took it all in I mean I think from an early age I would consider myself a sponge because I just soak everything up
0: right (laughs) well Brad Paisley man that's a you really started with the bang concert wise exactly yeah I (laughs) I,
1: I feel very fortunate to have such supportive parents I mean like I said that from an early age they've taken me to shows and even when I started uh, playing the guitar, I started asking for a guitar when I was about four years old. It was a couple of years after that. Um, but they didn't give in until I was six years old. That uh, was when they got me my first guitar.
0: Six years old. Yes, indeed. So you and, had to wait a bit. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, part of the deal was they said I, if they were going to get me a guitar, I had to take lessons and learn how to play. And I said, OK. And so we went to a local music store there in Richmond, Courier's Music World. Give a little shout out to them. Courier's Music World. Yeah, they uh that was kind of where I first uh started taking lessons and had several different teachers over the years. And I think too from early on in those lessons when I was six, I uh I do remember one time I was upstairs practicing and I got really frustrated because my guitar teacher at the time told me that I couldn't touch the uh, the tuning knobs on the guitar that he would tune it for me
0: oh and darn <laughs> when I was home, yeah
1: when I was home practicing I got frustrated because I could tell that the guitar was out of tune so I marched downstairs and I said dad he was down in the living room I said dad we got a problem he said what's that and I said well this guitar won't stay in tune <laughs> and <laughs> He just, I guess he just kind of looked at me like, how do you know that? But uh, sure enough, it, it wasn't in tune. And so he helped tune it up for me. Uh, he, he knows how to do that. He, he's always known. My parents have always had an ear for music. Well, like I said, they're not musicians, but they always have had an ear for music and they know yeah. what sounds good and what doesn't. So my dad helped me tune up the guitar. And from there, he said, well, I'll tell you what, if you keep practicing, I'll get you a better guitar. And that was just enough motivation for me at the time to just keep practicing and learning as much as I could. And so well, that's it. Awesome. And I got a new guitar. <laughs> so,
0: <yeah. laughs> it's funny how that works. So, so, your, so your parents, uh, you know, they, they may not know how to, to play music, but they can appreciate it and uh, they can tune. So <laughs>
1: absolutely. My, my mom always says that she
0: knows how to play the uh, the radio. There you go, <laughs> and, and you know those those famous musicians. If nobody knew how to play the radio, they they wouldn't be nearly as famous. So you know, that's a, that's very uh, that's very important. So you mentioned you uh, you had several music teachers through the years. Let's uh, let's give a shout out to your very first one, Parker. Who was your very first yeah, music my teacher? My
1: First guitar teacher was John McQueen there in Richmond. Um, John- i not seen in
0: years, but uh, he was the guy who
1: taught me how to. Just taught me the basics of the guitar, kind of the early fundamentals.
0: Um, I but, gotcha, and that was yeah. when you were six, six years old, yes, six years old, and you've had a, <laughs> you've practically been uh, sleeping with a guitar every night since. But <laughs> you know, pretty much. I mean, I will say
1: those early stages, I was trying to just, like I said, play just basic chords, learn kind of the fundamentals, and then I started getting into. Um, learning a little bit of blues and kind of some rock and roll type stuff once I got more comfortable with those basics. And then I transitioned into learning jazz and some of the theory stuff. And I would say I, in my playing today, I definitely have a heavy jazz influence with a lot of my, my stylings and the way that I think, I guess too.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. All the stuff I've heard from you on wood songs and YouTube and stuff, I could definitely hear yeah. quite a bit of jazz there. Now, uh, Parker, you haven't always played guitar with your fingers, but I know you first found the inspiration to do so at the age of eight while you were attending a uh, Tommy Emmanuel concert. Now, uh, yes. I've heard I've heard Tommy on wood songs; he's great. But for those who aren't familiar with tommy emmanuel uh, talk a little bit about his impressive background and tell us what impressed you most about uh, his musicianship
1: well my goodness I'm, I'm not even quite sure where to start because he's uh he's definitely my all-time hero um i guess like you just mentioned i met or saw tommy for the first time in concert when i was eight years old he comes from australia um, and he moved to the U.S. in the in the 90s to work with Chet Atkins, the late great Chet Atkins, who's another one of my all time heroes. Right. And um, really, he started gaining traction at that time when he moved over here. And uh, he plays finger style guitar or thumb picking, as many call it, too. And I saw him in concert when I was eight years old for the first time and was just blown away because he could make so many different sounds come out of just one guitar. It's just only him on stage playing, and he can fill the entire room. If you're sitting in the back row, you're gonna feel it—the music that he's playing—and you're gonna feel like he's playing just to you. Um, that's a quality that I've always admired of him, and, and look up to him in that regard. And sure, yeah, I, I heard him when I was eight years old, and when I was about eleven years old, I wanted to start playing trying fingerstyle guitar because. Like I mentioned, I was playing jazz and I was looking for something a little bit more. So one day after one of my guitar lessons, I asked my mom if she could buy me a thumb pick and she's like, gave me that look. Like, oh gosh, is this going to be expensive? And I said, well, is there any way that you could spare me with 99 cents to get a thumb pick? She said, I think I could do that. So
0: <laughs> 99 cents.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: you I'd, say you were, I'd
1: say you were worth
0: that. <laughs> yeah.
1: She, she uh, she gave me the 99 cents and I went up to the guy there in the music store at the time and had him get me a thumb pick that would fit my thumb. Now, I've, when I was younger, I had pretty small hands and I, I don't have large hands now, um, years later, but uh, so the guy behind the counter was kind of fitting the thumb pick to my thumb and and after he got it kind of about the right size that it needed to be, I went to Pick up a guitar just off the shelf, and I started playing a little bit of the song Back Home Again in Indiana, which was the uh, arrangement of Chet Atkins. Very basic, and I, I just learned it um, and was just trying it out because I didn't know how to do much of the fingerstyle stuff at the time. Right. And there was a gentleman that was around the corner that heard me, and he stopped and he asked my mom who I was, and, and, uh, and she, she said, well, this is my son. His name's Parker. And so he pulls out his phone and he dials a man by the name of Adrian Hughes on the phone. And he says, oh, hey, yes. hey you, you've got to hear this. You've got to hear this guy. And so he holds his phone up to the guitar and he says, play that again, what you just played. So I did. And I talked to Adrian on the phone afterwards. And Adrian said, hey, you, you know, you're sounding great. He said, well, why don't you come over to my house this coming Monday and we can just sit and play and, and chat. I'd love to meet you. So well,
2: That's awesome. Yeah, um, so and I did
1: I'm... just that. Uh, that following Monday, I went over to his house and he had a bunch of uh, a Mart- Martins, Martin D-28s and D-18s sitting around everywhere. And we sat down and, and just the nicest guy you'd ever meet uh, was so yeah. generous. And so I started going over there on Mondays and I I went that first Monday night and I was going over to his house every Monday night for about the next two years and he was showing me all the songs of Chet Atkins, Merle Travis, and and a little bit of Jerry Reed really kind of introduced me to that whole genre of music and and opened my eyes to what all was out there with fingerstyle
0: guitar. Jerry Reed. When you hot, you hot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. A b- big fan of his here. And uh, yeah, I know Adrian Hughes really uh, meant a lot to you and worked um, with you for, like you said, a couple years. He's actually from uh, Eastern Kentucky originally, isn't he? Yes, yes. He's over at uh, Frank Jenkins originally. Uh, Jenkins okay I've heard of that I think that's hazard area if I'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah he,
1: uh, he he had a big family and uh, and I still keep in touch with a lot of his uh, brothers and sisters through faith and whatnot and unfortunately he he passed away in uh, in 2015 I believe but uh, he I oh, gotcha it, it was it was sad to to lose him but uh, he's definitely changed my life and trajectory with With guitar, I definitely don't think I'd be where I am if it wasn't for him, so I definitely want to give him a shout-out.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: continue on the tradition that he passed along to me. So
0: Yes, at least you were able to work with him and and learn from him before he passed. Absolutely. That was quite a a blessing for sure. Now, uh, you've won a number of awards, but we'll highlight one of them here. Well, actually a couple. But for starters, you were the uh, the youngest person to ever be crowned grand champion of the – International home of the Legends Thumb-Picking Contest. Now, that is held in Muhlenberg County, right? Yes,
1: uh, you've done your research.
0: (laughs) Well, I I tried. I'm from Henderson, just a little bit northwest of there. But but anyhow, uh, Parker, uh, that was such an honor. You were, what, 14 when you won that? At the time, yes. Yeah. Uh, The year before that, I
1: went over there to Muhlenberg County for their competition and entered in the junior competition um, and ended up winning that year. I was not expecting that. So I went back the next year, and they have uh, in that competition a traditional category and a contemporary category. And the traditional category is more of your Chet Atkins and Merle Travis type sound. And then your contemporary category is kind of the more Tommy Manuel type stuff that you can play. And Jerry Reed. Um, things that don't have the steady thumb going, like Merle and Chet did. right? But uh, I, you could enter both of those categories, so I did. And usually what happens is uh, the winner of each of those categories has a, a playoff, and the grand champion gets the grand prize guitar. Well, that year, in 2014, there was no playoff because I won the traditional and the contemporary <laughs> category
0: you can't compete against yourself can you
1: no no I, I believe I was the second person to ever have done that um, the, the first guy to have done that is Roger Harden who lives down in Murfreesboro Tennessee not too far from me here sure um, I've heard a, that name I believe Yeah, he's a fantastic player fantastic player so no it's yeah, it a great honor to to get to compete in that competition and and uh, that really introduced me to the great folks down there in Muhlenberg County. And I want to give a shout out to them as well. They've been a big support for me and oh, continue sure. to support me uh, on this musical journey. And I lo- always love going over there to, to see those folks because they're like a second family for me.
0: And Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County? Okay, I'll quit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: well, John, <laughs> Mm-hmm.
0: I love John Pride, especially that song. <laughs> there's, there's quite a few others, but I'd say that was his, uh, his definite biggest claim to fame there. But oh, yeah. uh, anyhow, on a related note, Parker, uh, you have twice earned the, uh, the title of Thumb Picker of the Year from the National Thumb Pickers Hall of Fame, first in 2015 and again in 2018. So talk about how you uh, became a contender for this prestigious award of the, the criteria on which you were uh, evaluated
1: yeah so every year before they have their hall of fame weekend the national thumb pickers hall of fame they send out a ballot um, for all the members of the uh, national thumb pickers hall of fame uh, and you can register and become a member and um like i said 2014 was when i won the grand championship and so at that time afterwards I was playing out quite a bit and um, really the thumb picker of the year award is, goes to the person who's best promoting uh, thumb picking and, you know, introducing it to audiences everywhere. And,
0: oh, uh-huh. and um, that vote,
1: actually uh, it's voted on and that specific award is a write-in award. So there's no nominees or anything. It's just uh, whoever the person voting is um, Wants to see win the Thumb Picker of the Year award. They'll write them in, and and I was so surprised. I had no idea, um, and didn't expect it. I mean, uh, I'm honored to be on the on the same, uh, to have also been awarded Thumb Picker of the Year alongside players like Eddie Pennington and Tommy Emmanuel, and some of the the world's greatest guitar players. That's, that's oh yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> You're in a league.
1: Yeah, quite the honor to be with those guys and, and too to to call those guys my friends um, is, is even a bigger honor to me. So yeah, 2015 they awarded me with the Thumb Picker of the Year Award. And uh, that's so in the fall of 2015 I came out with my first EP, which is called Whimsical Smiles. Right. And it wasn't until the following year that I came back they actually awarded that EP with uh the as the thumb picking recording of the year
0: oh gotcha and i know you won that again with uh bracing through life in yes. 2017
1: yes so i i recorded that album early in early 2017 and by the fall uh they awarded that to me which was which was such again such an honor um, well it I is yeah i yeah. expect expect that um but it's it's definitely uh it's definitely pretty yeah. cool to say. Um, and then t- twenty eighteen, like you said, I did not expect to uh, to win Thumbpicker of the Year again, too.
0: Like you said, your uh, your debut EP, Whimsical Smiles, uh, came out in uh, twenty fifteen. That was followed a couple years later by Breezing Through Life, which uh, came out in twenty seventeen. So, uh, how would you best describe your uh, your growth and maturity as a musician between the first and, and second uh, musical projects there, sir? Well, I
1: would say my, my first project was really just a great opportunity for me to get in the studio and record, because uh, that was something that I hadn't done until, until then. And on that project, I have a couple original songs, um, and I've got a, a couple songs that I just love to play. Um, And on that first one, too, there's no singing on that either, Um, because I I was still, I was singing at the time, but, you know, I was 15 years old, so my voice was still kind of developing. Sure. I didn't, uh, I would say between that project and the next project, Freezing Through Life, uh, I got a lot more comfortable singing. And even then, um, on, on that second project, there's some songs that I'm singing, and I definitely think my uh, chops on the guitar had improved from that, and I would say even from 2017 till now, I'm, I'm excited because I'm planning to get back in the studio soon, because since that time, I feel like I've grown a tremendous amount uh, with my abilities on guitar, but also as a writer, too. I've been writing quite a bit, and I'm excited to sit down, go back in the studio, and sit down and record some of the stuff that I've been working on for a long time, and Get it out there to uh, to the folks who have followed my music and followed my path. And sure, uh, I'm excited to be doing that here pretty soon. I actually, speaking of which, I do have a song that recently came out. I released it on all the streaming platforms on uh, April the 1st, the beginning of this month. And it's, oh, yeah. It's an original song of mine called Let the Music Speak. And that's a song that I recorded here in Nashville at Oceanway Studios. Oceanwide and, studios yes i, I got to uh, get some studio time through a class here at belmont and part of the project was to produce a uh, record and produce a, a song and i wanted to do this original song mine that i
0: i wrote awesome. i think uh, about a year and a half ago or so is that uh, is that one of the songs you're gonna play for us here in a bit Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to.
1: Uh, But yeah, I I definitely would encourage you for those of you that are listening to uh, to go stream that song. uh, Give it all the streams you can. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music. I even think if you... uh, if you say something to your Alexa, she might play it for you too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, plenty of outlets for you to check out the Parker's latest masterpiece. But yeah, it sounds like you've definitely developed not only, like you said, your chops, but uh, you know, you're you're singing more and more as time goes on. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's icing on the cake. Yeah, I mean, and
1: I like I said, I'm I'm still learning
0: so much on the guitar. I mean, hanging around
1: some great players here in Nashville, there's always something to learn. And I still think I have that quality of being a sponge, if you will, because anytime I'm around any other players, whether no matter what their skill level is, I always learn something from them and can incorporate that into what I'm doing. So.
0: Oh, yeah. You're never done learning, are you? No. no. <laughs> but, uh, absolutely not. But. Uh, but what's the fun in that if you've learned everything, right? Yeah, that's true. Then <laughs> <laughs> then what else is there to investigate? But, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yes, uh, I tell you, there's uh, quite a quite an elite group of musicians that are um, Belmont alum. One that I know of is Mr. Vince Gill. Yes. And, uh, y- you've not had the pleasure of uh, meeting Vince, have you, by chance?
1: Well, you know, I got to meet him, um, I think it was back in about 2015. He played a show there in Richmond at the EKU Performing Arts Center. And, oh, gotcha. Uh, I, I knew pretty well the director of the arts center at the time, and he he got me a backstage pass to go back and meet Vince and and it was he was such a nice guy and uh, I really did I didn't get the chance to sit down and play a song with him or anything but I would love to if uh, love to get that opportunity
0: here especially since I'm uh, planting my roots here in Nashville. So. There you go. Yeah. And, and I know he uh, spends most of his time down there too. So who knows when y'all might cross paths. <laughs> you
1: know, this, this town, I'm I'm learning more and more that I'm here. This town is pretty big, but yet it's small at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a big city with a small town feel. You're, you're right about that. Now, um, Parker, I always enjoy asking my musically inclined guests this burning question. Uh, of the venues that uh, you've been privileged to to perform, uh, which one happens to be your favorite and what makes it so special to you? Oh, wow. (laughs) I know it's hard to pick one. If you have to give me two or three, that's fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the the first one that pops into my mind um, is the Country Music
0: Hall of Fame
1: down here in Nashville. Oh, Uh, great place. the, The first time I ever got to play there was in 2016, And I played with a player named John Knowles. He worked with Chet Atkins um, quite a bit and actually helped Chet win some Grammys back in the day. Oh, And uh, John invited me because they were doing this uh, feature on Gretsch Guitars. And John asked if I could come and play the show with him. Uh, It was in the rotunda of the Country Music Hall of Fame, which is where they have all their uh, inductees. They have their plaques on the walls if you've ever been down there to visit. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's really just the atmosphere in that room is unmatched. I, I, it was a true honor to get to play in there. And that, that was a really neat venue. And I've, I've since played there a couple times, a couple other times, not in the rotunda again, but in other locations in the, in the uh, hall of fame. Um, and that's just a really neat venue, just knowing all the history that's in that building. And, and uh, it's kind of, a sacred place for country music, if you will.
0: Oh, so. sure. Absolutely. Now, uh, another sacred place for country music is the Ryman Auditorium. Have you played there yet at this point?
1: I have not. I have not played at the
0: Ryman yet.
1: Um, and I would say another one of my goals uh, that I plan to, to reach here, hopefully pretty soon, um, sure. in the coming years, is uh, to play the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, wouldn't that be sweet? Yes I you know I, that I think is the biggest well yeah I mean it's country music's biggest stage and um, I would love the opportunity nothing more than the opportunity to yeah play.
0: and just think of all the other legends that have taken that stage over the past. gosh, I guess that show's about a hundred years old now I mean it's <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah in fact uh, back in the fall they s- celebrated their 5,000th Opry show.
0: Five five thousand shows, no gosh, <laughs> that that doesn't happen by accident. So, in fact, I yeah. think it's I think it's the longest running radio show uh, in history, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, it is. It is. Uh, being in Nashville uh, and uh, you know a, a student at Belmont, uh, I'm sure you've probably played in a number of those venues down along Broadway, haven't you? You know that's something that I haven't
1: done too much. Uh, I played down there a couple times. Uh, a buddy of mine had me fill in uh, for him around this time last year. I played down at uh, it, they call it Paradise Park at the time, but it's since closed and actually now that venue is going to be Garth Brooks Bar that they're going to open. Garth Brooks Bar. It'll get plenty yeah, I, of business
0: just for the name.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I think now they call it Friends in Low Places or something like that. But oh. I don't think the I don't think the bar portion is open uh quite yet, but I think they recently in the last couple of weeks have opened up uh, like a merchandise store where you can buy all the Garth Brick stuff. Um, yeah, I, I played down there and uh, um, a, a couple other times down there, but, uh, you know, that's a, that's a whole different scene. And I, I commend all the guys that are working down there every single day, playing, playing their tails off for, you know, hours on end. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's, it's definitely, the de- probably one of the biggest tourist attractions here in Nashville and it's really interesting to see how that has expanded the way it has especially in the short time that I've been in town um you know I'm going on four four going on five years here in town because I came here when I started at Belmont in 2018 and uh yeah, it's it's definitely part of the culture and atmosphere of Nashville.
0: Yeah, and you've witnessed sort of a, an evolution of Broadway, if you will, sure. <laughs> while you were uh, while you've been down there. And you know, you'll 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 dive into that scene more as you go along. It's not like you haven't had class or homework or anything like that. So <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> you know. it'll it'll be kind of uh, different for sure to not have homework or any sort of the, or projects or anything to do after I graduate I mean like, granted, I, related to school now I'll try right. to be work I mean I'm just excited to really have time to sit down and work on what I want to work on you know
0: yeah you'll you'll have time to devote to other things uh, exactly. non-school related that you're up that you're really passionate about now what's the uh, what's the biggest crowd that you've ever played in front of to this point Parker Oh goodness!
1: Um, I would say a, a couple, a couple thousand, a few thousand people. A um, couple thousand, gotcha. I, yeah, I do remember a few summers ago, um, actually down in Brentwood, Tennessee, which is just yeah, 15 minutes south here of Nashville. Here, a suburb. Um, yeah, I, I played with this group called the Wanna Beatles. The Wanna Beatles. <laughs> yeah, they were playing. Uh, I know the guys in the band, and they invited me down to play because they every year they do an outdoor show at uh, Crockett Park, and it's like a little amphitheater out there. And they invited me because uh, they said, "Yeah, this is this is usually a big show for us, and there's a couple few a few thousand people that show up." And sure enough, I, I think you can find it on my Facebook and Instagram if you dig back a little bit. But there's a photo of me uh, somebody took from behind me as I'm standing there uh, playing and there's just the a sea of people, which is pretty cool. Um, but, uh, and I, I mean, as far as things go too, I would say uh, playing the woods song show. I mean that, that gets quite a, a lot of,
0: uh, Oh following. yeah. That's, that's, that's got a big following. A
1: and it's been neat to see too, especially since that time that I've been the first times that I've been on that show uh, that Woodsong show has been picked up by RFD TV, so it airs on TV all over the country, and it's neat to see uh, the folks that might uh, have seen it in other parts of the country and out in West and California and and uh, Washington, kind of those western states. And I'll, it's neat because I'll know whenever a Woodsong show airs out there because I'll get a message or two uh, on my website, and people say, "Hey, I saw you on Woodsong." So. Uh, that's been it. really cool. That's, <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a continuing um, audience growing audience uh, that I
2: for
0: uh, sure
1: for people to be, uh, be able to see me
0: that way and hear me play. Parker, like we've been uh, talking about, you're about to graduate from uh, from Belmont with a degree in music business on uh, mm-hmm. May the 7th, which is to be commended. So uh, what in your mind, sir, are the most valuable Lessons you've learned or experiences you've gained as a student there at Belmont. Oh man, well, I'm so thankful and
1: blessed to be able to have gone to this school. Um, I've taken away so much, uh, but I would say the number one thing is is the relationships, the the people. Um, I've been, I've had the opportunity to meet so many great musicians and uh, people my age that are going to be musicians and. Uh, managers and publishers and uh, music attorneys I mean it's it's crazy this place is crawling with all sorts of people that are just eager to dive right into the music industry myself included I mean I'm fortunate to say that I've would consider myself in the music industry already from an earlier age but you know to really learn the tools of learning how publishing deals work and, and learning really what artist managers do and how touring works and and how to read a contract and, and decipher that I mean it's all been just so helpful and things that I can put in my toolbox if you will um, for later on that I can help carry with me in my career
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Those are those are things that a lot of people have to learn through the school of hard knocks, and, <laughs> and so you had well, the privilege.
1: And I, I have by no means learned everything there is to learn. I think probably the biggest thing that I'm excited about is just going out there and doing it because a lot of things you learn by doing. I've I've quickly found out, and uh, yeah, I'm just yeah. excited to to really just
0: do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can learn in the classroom. So yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, you know
1: it, it's funny. I tell people the music business changes so much that every year that I've been here for whatever class I get, they have to write new textbooks because the music industry changes every year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. A textbook comes out this year and then a couple years later, that's it's already out of date practically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the music business is just always changing now i noticed on your website parker that um you've got several tour dates coming up in the not too distant future why don't you uh fill us in on some of those sir
1: yeah well i've got uh I've got some uh, some local things here in Nashville coming up and I've been actually last night I played a little show with uh, a girl that goes to Belmont here and I I was playing guitar for her and her band. But uh, as far as my own stuff goes, I've got some uh, some things in here in Nashville in the coming weeks. And then I'm headed up to uh, to play at the Louisville Palace Theater um, for a a corporate event. Actually, I'm not uh, not sure where we'll be, but it's up there at the Louisville Palace Theater in Louisville. That's a great place to see a show. Uh, oh yeah, and I'm excited about that. I'll actually have a, a trio with me, or I'll have a one of my friends play upright bass for me, and then another guy on fiddle, and then I'll be on uh, on guitar, obviously. But uh, gotcha. Um, I've got that coming up, and then I've got some some things. I'm still working on booking, uh, confirming a few bookings here for June um, and right. But I'm really excited too that. Later this summer in July, uh, something I go to every year is the Chet Atkins Appreciation Society Convention here in Nashville. And that is four days of nonstop music. Um, It's workshops, it's concerts, it's up close. Um, You get to rub shoulders with guys like Tommy Emmanuel um, because we all get together. It's guys from players from all over the world uh, come together at the Music City Sheridan by the airport here in Nashville.
2: Oh, sweet.
1: And we just celebrate the music of Chet Atkins, and and uh, we're all exhausted by the end of the four days from staying up all night just jamming. But uh, that's it's a one good thing.
0: kind of tired though. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's one thing I look forward to every summer, and I've got that on my calendar this year because I'm I love uh, getting to play for the folks down there. And then later on in September of this year, I'm kind of jumping around, but uh, hey, no problem. But, Later on in September, I'm excited to uh, be an instructor at Tommy Emmanuel's guitar camp here in Nashville.
0: Oh, neat! So that'll keep you busy for what is that—a month or so? Um, well, the the camp is—I think it's about five days. Um, oh, okay, so it's a week long
1: yeah. camp. They're doing that down here uh, at the Grand Hyatt in Nashville. And oh, I in Nashville.
0: Yeah, and, that's one of your shows coming up. I know. Yeah, I've got that Grand listed Hyatt.
1: on my. Uh, on my calendar um and yeah it's it's going to be a great time anybody can register for it and learn and you get to hang out with guys like Tommy Emanuel and uh, Meryl Anderson is going to be one of the instructors John Knowles who I mentioned earlier he's yeah. going to be an instructor there myself um and then some incredible players uh, are going to pop in and and hang out with us too. John Jorgensen, who has played with everybody under the sun. Um, he's a guy who was in Elton John's band for quite some time. Oh, um, no, that's singing something. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then there's a duo too that's going to drop by, Rob Ikes and Trey Hensley. Um, they're going to be making a little guest appearance too, and that'll be fun because we'll get to sit, all hang out, and uh, hopefully the campers can learn a few things from me, and We'll get to tour the country music hall of fame and we'll get to see a show um, at the cma theater there tommy's playing a show that one of the nights there oh that'll be neat and yeah it's it's really just a fun opportunity for folks if they have never been to nashville or they want to learn more about nashville um there's other activities that they did get to do besides just sitting and and learning guitar from from some of these great players so yeah they
0: can learn and and hear, and listen, so, you know. Yeah, and, you
1: know, for any of those that are listening out there that are interested in registering, I've got the, uh, the link there on my website, if you go under the, the shows and upcoming, uh, upcoming dates,
0: you can find. Yeah, there you go, and I'll link them. Yeah, and I'll link them to your website too in my show notes, so that'll make it even easier right. for, <laughs> for them to get on there and uh, register. And it'll be it'll be a big old time come yeah. September. Well, uh, <laughs> this has uh, this has been great, Parker. Now, before we before we hear you strum, I'd like to know what advice would you offer to uh, those in our audience who are uh, seeking to establish themselves, maybe as singers or instrumentalists.
1: Well, you know, I'm still working on that myself, but uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's always a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I would say,
1: you know, if you're if you're just starting out, or you want to, you play an instrument and you want to play out, I would encourage you to learn songs that you love listening to, and you know that other people love listening to. Learn learn a good set of songs that you can play and perform. And one thing that I love doing is just making people smile playing music and one way I do that is is to entertain uh entertain the folks and tell stories and and just try to engage with people because um yeah uh, yeah I don't know but I would say if you're just starting out playing guitar it's really crucial to learn those fundamentals that I mentioned earlier when we were talking when I was six years old I I was learning kind of the boring stuff of learning a few scales and learning, you know, what different chords are and how, what the chords are made of and really just learning the neck of the guitar. Right. Um, That's a step that there really is no shortcut to that you, it's pretty important because it goes a long way. I mean, that's things that I don't really think about now, but I, I give guitar lessons and that's one thing I tell people when I first sit down with them is that, you know, this stuff might not be the most exciting thing to learn but it's really important and will help you in the long run so. you, you got to get through the boring stuff before you get to the yeah. fun stuff <laughs> but i mean i'm sure a lot of people that you've talked about or talk asked this question to probably say this but
0: practice practice practice
1: practice oh sure you
0: can't ever say it enough can
1: you <laughs> no and and one thing my dad told me from an earlier age is you want to practice with a purpose um, sure if you're just sitting there noodling it's Not really helping you at all. You know, if you've learned songs, practice those songs and practice them like you're going to perform them. I mean, pretend that you're playing in front of a crowd of 3000 people, Um, because if you're practicing it that way, then you'll perform it the same way. Exactly. Yeah. So pra-
0: practice with goals in mind, right?
1: Exactly. You know, I, I like to, whenever I'm practicing, I like to think that I'm playing the Grand Old Opry. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. You just envision yourself on that stage. Yeah, exactly. Yes, indeed. Well, great advice. And, you know, playing, playing what people like, you know, originals make them smile, but also if you, if you play stuff, they know and love, that's another good way to make them smile. So. Yeah, and, and I,
1: you know, I play guitar because I truly love it. I mean, it's something that's brought me joy from or even earlier than six years old. I saw guys playing guitar when I was younger and I was like, that's so cool. I want to learn how to do that. And it just it just brings me so much joy. And there's just always so much more to learn. And I feel very blessed that I've gotten to meet all the different types of people that I have from all over the world and make friends uh, from everywhere sure Just by playing these six strings it's it's really kind of blows my mind how the how music can bring people together no matter where you're
0: from so oh yeah very very impactful and i tell you it's good to, good to be able to to play and uh, you know exercise your passion through through the guitar well uh we are uh, we are stoked about hearing a couple of your tunes now uh yeah. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about this first one you're going to play for us, Parker. Well, the first one I'm going to do. I'm tuning up here. Um, there you go. <laughs> tuning, tuning is as we
1: important go. too. That that's advice I would say. Tuning, you got to play in tune. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, <laughs> when you're out of tune, I mean, I I told you from six years old, I could tell when my guitar was out of tune.
0: So. Um, oh yeah, if you play out of tune, even the you know a lot of the non musically inclined people will notice. <laughs> <laughs> right but
1: no this first song is an original song of mine um it's not yet recorded but i plan to put this on a on my next uh album
2: Sure. And
1: this is a song called twin spires which if you recall since, since you're from kentucky that's uh
0: involves horse racing right <laughs> yes indeed and folks you're in for a real treat i've actually heard this song on youtube it's great
1: yeah so this is twin spires and it Seems fitting, being next weekend is, is Derby Day, so next absolutely,
0: Saturday, it is quite timely.
1: Yeah, so here's I, I've joked around, and, and honestly, I might try to do this is pitch pitch this song to them because they could I could envision this playing in the background.
0: <laughs> oh, that would 30s. make the Churchill Hill Downs experience complete, in my opinion. Yeah, so here's <laughs> Twin Spires. All right. stuff from Parker Hastings and uh, that is uh, that is called Twin Spires I can definitely hear that playing on the speakers at uh, Churchill Downs yeah. on on Derby Day for sure uh have you ever been to the derby just curious I have actually um I got the chance to go back in 2000
1: well it was the year that I graduated high school so 2018 2018 gotcha um, yeah, it, I had a great time there. I actually, a, a really good friend of mine, um, he gave me tickets as my graduation present. Um, uh, oh, nice! A, a great gentleman, Ted Jones. Uh, Ted Jones, Louisiana. He's he's no longer with us either, but he uh, yeah, he gifted me two tickets to go to. Uh, the Derby, and I was lucky because I was up on Millionaire's on Millionaire's Row. So oh, you were, um, <laughs> you were sitting I with
0: was, the elites.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was glad that I got to go. Or I, I was glad that I was inside that year because that year was the rainiest Derby on record. <laughs> oh
0: gosh yeah that, that worked in your favor being inside but, for sure <laughs> but yes i have been to the Derby. <laughs> yes that's awesome it's definitely uh, on my bucket list as well but uh, anyway that's a great one folks keep your eyes open and ears peeled for the uh upcoming uh hopefully release of that uh on uh, an, an ep in the not too distant future but anyhow, uh, we've got one more to go. and I know like if you're like me, folks, you could probably sit here and listen to to Mr. Parker Hastings all day long. but once uh, you got what you got coming up for us uh, musically next there, Mr. Hastings.
1: Well, I talked about it earlier, uh, my new song that released April first, Let the music speak. Um,
2: so oh, I'm yeah,
0: I'll uh-huh. that one for you now. Perfect. And I'll sing it too. <laughs> oh, great. We get a little singing and playing. Yeah.
2: My surprise friday night downtown she's going dancing with me didn't know what she was doing keep your eyes on my town with the sold out show and tonight's gonna be the night i to see the crowd all singing along and get them up on their feet just clapping out the rhythm feel my music speak it's a language we all know the sound makes us complete when the words don't always flow let the music speak it's a language we all know the sound makes us complete when the words don't always flow let the music speak
0: love it let the music speak that is Parker Hastings another one of those tunes that uh I know you're gonna hear plenty more times and never get tired of and you know right there in the middle actually it's towards the end where you uh, started singing about you know seeing yourself up there on the big stage performing to to all those people <laughs> that's that's kind of what you it, that, that's the mindset you have to have when you're when you're practicing isn't it yeah I mean I i uh, when I was
1: writing that i yeah that's it's, Trying to uh, live out my dreams through my music. And I feel like if I sing that enough, then maybe one day that'll come true.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that was, <laughs> it made a good song too. So that and uh, and Twin Spires, two great selections from uh, Parker Hastings. And if you want to find out more about him, folks, his website, which I will link you to, is uh, Parker com, And you can also find him, it's Parker Hastings Music on. Facebook, also um, at Parker Hastings on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did I leave any social media outlets out there, sir? Uh, well, I got rid of my MySpace not too long ago. But <laughs> Okay, so no more MySpace. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I think that's <laughs> – I think you pretty well covered it. Good deal. So plenty of outlets where we can <laughs> find out more about the your upcoming shenanigans and register for uh, the guitar camp later this year and that'll be a big time for everybody well uh parker sure hope that uh, you had as much fun as i had oh it's been a blast thanks so much for having me on the show and uh yeah I, I, it's great to uh great to talk with you folks he took his uh his last class yesterday and uh, finished it so he's just <laughs> you yeah, know we
1: just got finals coming up and uh, I've just got a few exams to do and then I'm
0: I'm home free <laughs> there you go a few finals and then <laughs> then it's uh, a free bird just like Leonard Skinner but anyhow it's been a a blast talking to you and hearing your music sir and uh, we'll do this again sometime Hear some more how's that that sounds great Parker Hastings is simply the best, didn't he? He was such a pleasure to talk to. His music was such a pleasure to listen to. And I will link you to Parker Hastings' website in my show notes, too, gang. That way you can keep up with anything and everything that's going on in his world, from new albums to tour dates popping up, you name it. No reason not to keep track of him. Through the website, which I will link you to, like I said in my show notes and i certainly appreciate parker taking time out of his very busy music and college schedule to join me today now parker is uh, certainly going to be hard to top but i know there are other musicians all throughout the state that are worthy of a spotlight and i don't know about all of them that's where you come in guys and gals let me know about those musicians as well as Other areas of interest, content-wise, throughout the state of Kentucky, I am just an email away. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. Anything and everything that's related somehow to Kentucky, as long as there is a decent Commonwealth connection there, I am more than glad to consider it for future content on the program, so don't be shy. Send me that email. It would truly make my day to hear from you. Now, our next show, it'll come your way if we play our cards right on May the 4th. Yes, indeed. The very first Wednesday of the month of May, May 4th. You won't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it, mainly because I don't want to be talking to myself without you here, but before... We put this thing to bed. We have one final order of business, and that is revealing the long-awaited answer to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster from the beginning of the program. And to recap, you know, very early on in Louisville's history, it was given a nickname that it could have done without. Now, don't worry. Fear not, because this nickname has not been applicable in many, many years. But I want to know, what was this less than admirable nickname? Louisville was known as the Graveyard to the West. Yes, indeed. Louisville was known as the Graveyard to the West. This is because in the very early years, when the land west of Louisville was still frontier... Louisville was quite swampy, and there were a number of insect-borne diseases prevalent in the area, so settlers who were heading westward, a lot of times they didn't make it any farther west than Louisville. They sadly passed away there due to uh, illness, and thus Louisville was known as the Graveyard to the West. But, that has not been (laughs) relevant, that nickname has not been applicable, In a long, long time. So, perfectly, perfectly great place to live now and vacation. Perfect vacation spot. So, don't let that stop you from living there or uh, going there for an escape. You won't be disappointed either way. But uh, back in the day, many moons ago, early, early on in the Derby City's history... It was, given the nickname, The Graveyard to the West. Now, come on back next week, and we will have another Bluegrass Brain Buster for you. In between now and then, be sure to check out the Blabbin' in the Bluegrass Facebook page. Please like and follow the page if you're not already doing so, because all of my previous shows are there. If you missed some, or you just want to go back and relive some that you particularly... Enjoyed. You are in luck. They are all right there. You can also Keep up the speed with uh, future shows and our plans with teasers that I present on About a weekly basis so you won't want to miss those you can make comments leave messages I love hearing from you via that Avenue as well and last but not least Don't forget you can listen and subscribe to the show absolutely free of charge via Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Verbal. They're all very accessible. You don't have to pay a dime to use them. And we keep each other company via those podcast directories and your support. So come on back each and every week, including next week. And until we meet at that particular point in time, do me a favor, guys and gals. Keep laughing Keep smiling, and keep on blabbing, I'm blabbing, blabbing in, in the, bluegrass. the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing, blabbing in, in, in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey Cools your palate just a blabbing Blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste